0: Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be focus only on what you want. Well, I've got an email here from a guy. He's really successful. He's in the real estate industry. He does well. He grew up with a really domineering mother, and he's he says he's really good at attracting women initially. But because he's got so many rough edges, he's kind of he's just such a hard ass. He's got – he just kind of takes the fuck you, I don't give a damn attitude a little too far that once he starts dating and he's in a relationship with a girl that they don't stick around for very long because he's just an asshole basically. He's an abrasive and so he wants to know what he can do to change how he's showing up so women want to stick around with him and they don't get tired and say he's just a jerk in essence. So I've got a quote. We're going to talk about – law of attraction, aligning yourself vibrationally and how what you focus on determines what comes in into your life including why you shouldn't focus on the things that you don't want because if you focus on what you don't want, it's like one of the things that I, I learned in, in race car school. One of the, things they t- the first things they start teaching race car drivers is like when somebody loses control of a car. What they typically do is they look at the wall that they're afraid of hitting and they think, I don't want to hit the wall. And What's interesting about a car that's spinning or that's out of control is when they look at the wall and they're trying to avoid the wall, they literally will steer the car right into the wall. So what they teach you to do in race car school is to actually look towards the track or getting back, getting back in the direction that you want to go and that means turning your head. And looking in the direction where you want to go and trying to adjust the car, the steering wheel and the gas and everything, the brake to get the car moving in the direction that you want to go. So the idea is focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Because whatever you focus on in life, it will expand, even if it's what you're trying to avoid. So I got a quote that I wrote and then we're going to go through this particular guy's email. And the quote says, we live in a vibrational universe from a physics perspective. Like attracts like. In order to attract the life, lifestyle, and lovers that you want, you must make your vibrational energy match that which you desire. You can only attract what you are in vibrational alignment and harmony with. You must focus on what you want to attract and create by taking actions that are consistent and in harmony with your desires. You should not focus on what you don't want or what you want to avoid in life Because this actually causes you to vibrate energetically and be in harmony with what you want to avoid and don't want. What you fear you attract. Therefore, you should love, crave, visualize, fantasize, contemplate, and have positive expectation of your desires and dreams to manifest and make them a reality. As you know, I coach a lot of successful athletes and I talk about this from time to time. And I don't coach LeBron James. But if I was coaching him, what's interesting is back when he played for the Heat, that first year that they – in 2010 when they lost the championship, the first time they went and they played against the Mavericks. I remember him sending something out on Twitter. I I I think it was after they had lost and it said, I fear losing it all. And what's interesting about that is LeBron James, you know, he went back to the Cavaliers this past year in the NBA, and they went all the way to the finals, and they did exactly that. They lost it all. They they were up like two to one, and then the Golden State Warriors came back and just won three straight. He ended up losing it all, and so people could say, "Oh well, Kyrie Irving, you know, broke his kneecap and he was out. And there was just no way that they can recover." And like when I see a team players that are like – any team that's unbalanced, you tend to see a lot of injuries happen amongst all all the players or many of the players, higher than what you see otherwise. Any of you that have ever snow skied before know that when people get hurt or they get killed on the slopes, it's usually towards the end of the day. Why is that? Because by the end of the day, if they've been skiing all day, their legs are tired. They're a little more fatigued. They're not as aware. And so they don't have as much control. And you, know, you look at, um, was it Sonny Bono? When he died, end of the day, he'd been skiing all day. There was one of the, uh, the Kennedys. He, he and his, one of his uh, family members, they were they were throwing, throwing a football back and forth as they were going down the slope. Again, they'd been skiing all day and they were just kind of fucking around. So they were obviously a little tired, a little fatigued, and he ended up slamming right into a tree and dying. And like myself, times when I've fallen and gotten hurt the most skiing, it's always at the end of the day when I was more tired and more fatigued from skiing all day. So from a, a, a sports perspective, from a team perspective, when you see a team where one or two or three of the players is playing really well and the rest of them are not playing well, or there's lots of injuries, the team is not balanced. And when it's not balanced, it's impossible for them. To win, and so if you look at it, LeBron James went in 2007 to the finals, lost to the Spurs, and he went in 2010 with the Heat, lost to the Mavericks. 2011 they went with the Heat, and he won his first championship when they beat the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, and then in 20, 2012 and 20. Thirteen, they went and they played the Spurs both times, the first time they won. So they won back-to-back championships, 2011 and 2012, and he lost again last year in 2013, 2014, 2013-2014 season. And then this year, he goes back to Cavaliers. They go all the way, and they had a lot of injuries, a lot of key players got injured. So it's easy to – but they had enough. If you watch those first couple of games that they beat the Golden State Warriors – All those guys were playing. There's another guy, Delanova, Delatova. They call him Deli, the the guy that's uh, from Australia. He had one game. I think it was the game three where he was just fucking phenomenal. The guy was hitting shots from everywhere. And if you watch the finals, those last couple of games that they lost, he just completely disappeared. When the ball got passed to him, he'd look and he wouldn't take the shot. He looked to the left. He looked to the right. And he would just pass the ball. He wasn't even throwing the, throwing the shot up anymore and so the other players are doing the same thing. And so what you see is LeBron James, his overriding fear is he fears losing it all. So he's been in the finals six times and he's only won twice. So isn't that interesting? That is his, that is his biggest fear, his fear of losing it all. And you see things where on the sidelines, he's the coach will call out a play and he disagrees. So he's second-guessing the coach saying, no, no, no. We need to run this. The coach goes, okay. He's the best player in the world, so we'll do what he wants to do. And and obviously, the basket would get made, and he would do well. But at the end of the day, you can't do together. The team stands for together. Everyone achieves more. And so when you look at things like that, when you have one guy trying too hard, and you got people wearing out, and people getting just a rash of injuries because people are fatigued and they're playing too many minutes and they're not balanced. The team is not balanced. You look at the Golden State Warriors, nicely balanced. Players got time on the bench, good rotation. Even the players that came off the bench did well, even if they had a couple of bad games. But what you see with the Cavaliers is those last few games, one or two of the players did, like LeBron did really well, and the other players just had a bunch of bad games. Games. It's like they just disappeared. Whereas you see a couple of games before, these guys are like knocking down every shot. And then you can just you can see the body language and the physiology. They're constantly second guessing themselves. And so that's just something that I observed and because he tweeted us on Twitter, you know, five years ago that he fears losing it all. And you look at his track record, he's been you know he's been six times and he's lost four times, and he's won twice, so he's lost more. Then he's won. That's totally consistent with his fear of losing at all. So, if you fear losing at all, you do things like second guess the coach. You'll do things like play too many minutes. You'll do things like trying too hard. Or when you see one of your other guys disappear in the team, he's not saying what he needs to say to build that guy up, to get that guy to keep playing. If the guy's missed a shot, just keep giving the ball. You know, those guys, they practice shots so many times. All the guy's got to do is knock down one or two shots, gets his confidence back. But you look at their body language, their physiology, they're just kind of leaning over. They're looking at the ground all the time. It's just they didn't believe. And if you've got the best player in the world who fears losing it all, I mean, the results speak for themselves. But they had enough talent to win, even with the loss of their great player, Kyrie Irving. So I wanted to share that example, like what we're talking about, because we do live in a vibrational universe, like you know, one of the things I've been thinking about moving to a new place because I'm tired of you know I, I live downtown in a really nice condo and it's just loud. You hear the fucking trains, and then across the street there's an office building getting some work done. These guys been out there using a cherry picker. They're I guess recalking the windows, and for literally 15 days in a row, from 630 in the morning till the sun goes down, every time they move the cherry picker around, you hear ee, ee. And you may even hear it in this video, and you may have heard it in some of my other videos. You're like, "What the hell is that noise in the background?" That's what it is. And I'm just, you know, I'm sick of it. It fucking woke me up at 6:30 in the morning. I'm I'm fucking snoozing in there. So if you hear that intermittently all day long, 15 days in a row, I, you know, I I work from home, and so I'm I'm here a lot. And you know, kind of, I got the guy above me. It's got the fucking dogs. Which you know, if you've been following me for a while, you probably heard the dogs barking in videos. It's just like I'm over it. And so last week I was thinking to myself, I need to start looking at a new fucking place. It's like I need to get a house someplace where there's no railroad tracks, quiet community, just someplace that's nice and chill. And, and so I was literally – Saturday, I was going to the gym. I was going to lunch and then I was going to the gym afterwards and literally the elevator opens and who's in there? My realtor. I haven't seen the guy in a year but I literally was as I was walking I was like I'm going to give that guy a call and the door opens and boom there he is. I haven't seen this guy in a year. I haven't talked to him since I think it was like around Christmas time last time I talked to him. That's not a fucking accident. That's not a coincidence. But you know, the idea is like I've aligned myself vibrationally for what I want and then boom the universe just delivers that person to me. And you know, I've just same thing with dating and relationships. It's just The right person always manifests. At times I've been single, they just show up. And When we start talking, it's like I instantaneously know. It's just like best friends I've had in my life. Same thing, my business partners. You meet that person. You just know there's a deep connection. There's something invisible about it that's beyond the physical world. I mean when you study quantum physics, you realize that this physical world around us is blinking into and out of existence 60 million times a second. That's a scientific reality and so we live in a vibrational universe that's the physics of it so if you align yourself vibrationally for the thing with the things that you want and you focus on what you want instead of what you don't want just like what i was talking about lebron james he fears losing it all and what you fear you attract well he's lost it all four times and he's only won it all twice so his belief his perception that is his reality despite all you know what you see going on with the team and players getting injured because every team has to deal with that. So let's go through this guy's email because what this particular guy is seeing is is kind of like his story that he tells himself is, well, I don't like this and I don't like that. So he's talking a lot about what he doesn't like and what he doesn't want. So the idea is I want to get him focused on what he does want and what he does want to create and what he does have Going for him because if he keeps focusing on what he doesn't want, he's just going to continue to attract it. And if you're the type of person that seems to always attract the same kind of people in your life, the same kind of people that you date, the same kind of friends, the same kind of pain in the ass clients, whatever it happens to be, what's happening is you're not aligning yourself vibrationally with what you want. That's why it's important to visualize and to crave what you want and say things like, It would be so nice if I met a really great client. It'd be so nice if I got a better job. It'd be so nice if I met a really great friend. It would be so nice if I met the perfect girl for me. I'm so ready for I can't wait for that to happen. I just, I can't wait to look into her eyes for the first time. Just know that this is exactly the person I was supposed to meet. I've had that happen so many times in my life. It's been happening since I was in high school. where you meet somebody you just fucking know that they're important to you. You look into their eyes for the first time it's like you it's like you're peering into their soul and you just know they're supposed to be there you showed up right on time and that's why it's so important to get yourself into a vibrational state and contemplate what you want and fantasize about what you want and daydream about what you want and feel the feelings and the emotions about how wonderful it will be Once that finally happens, once you finally have that kind of success that you want, or you meet that special kind of person, those special kind of people that you want in your life, or when you work at a shitty job right now and you're visualizing how great it would be to have somebody say yes to you when it's the kind of job that you really want to have, and how good that will feel. Because when you go into job interviews and you're expecting it to happen, but you're not attached to when it happens, you're going to vibrationally align yourself with exactly the right opportunity and it will fit like a fucking glove. It's magnificent what that happens when those synchronistic events happen. But you got to align yourself with that and you got to expect that. you got to seek it. you got to look for it. But you're just walking around complaining about what you don't want and what you don't like and why it always happens this way and it never works out and this doesn't work out and that doesn't work. You're never going to get there if you're focused on that because you're, you're literally vibrationally aligning yourself with what you don't want. You're resonating with what you don't want and that's why you keep attracting the same things. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. So he says, hey coach, after reading your book, I saw that there are a few eerie similarities in our lives so far. I am Russian and I grew up in the family with absolutely no I love yous and no affection. I know what that's like when you grow up in a family like that. When you first start saying "I love you" to a girl that you're in a relationship with, it feels weird. It's like somebody watching you. I love you. I, I remember years ago, my I had a girlfriend that you know even like her little girl. It just felt kind of weird telling both of them that I loved them, even though they freely said it all the time and everybody in their family, even their brothers and and her mother and father and everybody welcoming the family. It was like they really helped open me up. It was a life changing event being in a relationship with her because not only was I in a relationship with her, I had a relationship with her daughter, with her parents, with her brothers, with her cousins and they were all like that, they're all affectionate, they always all hug, even now, even occasionally when I bump into them, the same thing, they hug me and they say I love you, it's the first things right out of their mouth and so it's easy for me to say those things now. But there was a time in my life I felt really weird and really awkward and insecure. I remember it made me kind of sweat a little bit and made me feel nervous and made me feel I like somebody was somebody's going to make fun of me because that's what I always experienced in childhood because I became emotionally conditioned to expect that. But I overcame it through time and repetition. The only way you're going to get better at something that you're not good at is you got to practice at what you want to become good at. My dad left when I was 10, so my mother took on a masculine role and never left it. She overcame, conquered, and intimidated every man around her to become a very wealthy and powerful woman. I ended up growing up with pretty much zero input or guidance on proper relationship giving, communicating, or emotions. I know exactly what that's like, dude. I know what that feels like. Like I said, the first couple times you start saying it, it feels weird. It feels awkward. It feels like you're doing something because you're, you, know, you literally get shamed when you have those kinds of emotions. You get made fun of. You get. That's why it's, it happened to my family. We got incessantly teased. Oh, your little friend is calling, and my mother would answer the phone. Oh, your little girlfriend is calling, and she would say it loud enough, and I, you know I, you think oh, I'm so embarrassed because the girl's calling, I was going out on a date with, and. She's hearing those things. It's like, gee, thanks, mom. Thanks for building me up. Appreciate that. Thanks for the self esteem boost. Thanks for the confidence booster. But somebody that never says, I love you, they don't know any better. That's just how it comes out. They can't say, I love you. So it comes out as instead of, hey, I'm really proud of you that you got a cute girl that's calling you and wanting to hang out. Instead, I get made fun of. And, you know, especially when they would come over to the house, it's just weird and awkward. I never had problems attracting girls even at that age mostly because I had the I don't give a fuck attitude and I was just focused on my life. So unknowingly to myself my indifference was attracting girls without me having to do anything. Exactly. You're focused on your mission and your purpose in life. You're being who you are and you're being unapologetic for it. In college it pretty much was the same story. Both girls I was with sat next to me liked the confidence in the I don't give a fuck attitude I had and started chasing when you act like a man it's like it's like you become a light bulb in the dark and all the moths just flock to you i never had to ask a girl out in my life girls came to me on their own i do have a huge issue with appearing vulnerable relinquishing relinquishing my dominant fuck you position or compromising on anything with anyone which is great in the business world but is destroying every romantic relationship I am currently trying to start. Well, at the end of the day, the purpose of all relationships is you go there to give. You're there to help each other grow and become more. You're there to meet each other's needs. So you got to remember that. You're not there to take, but you're there to give unconditionally, but you also want to make sure that the other person is unconditionally giving as well. How do you overcome being an emotionless and non-empathetic guy? You got to start making the effort you got i mean women like those sweet things it doesn't mean you got to do it all the time but you have to do it some of the time because if you're a hard ass all the time initially that'll be very attractive to a woman if you look at the old movies from 40 50 60 years ago the guys never showed emotions they would do it occasionally but it was very rare and only after the woman got really emotional and was upset because she didn't feel loved and then they would be soft and they would say i love you you're amazing you're this you're that you're right And then she'd be happy because she got what she wanted. But at the end of the day, she really had to pull it out of him. And he didn't become nice and squishy all the time or become soft. It's just only when he saw that his indifference and his hardness really was hurting her feelings, he made her – he made it known that he really truly cared for her. He just – they were not comfortable expressing it. It's just like the story I was sharing – about my ex-girlfriend and, and telling her and her daughter that I loved her. And those first few times I did it, was like, it really felt weird. But after a while, it wasn't a big deal anymore. And as I've gotten older, all, like all my guy friends, it's my high school friends, even though we don't see each other very often, we hug each other. We of the first things out of our lives is, I love you. And you get older, you start to appreciate these things, especially when people have been with you for several decades on your journey of life. You have people you've known for 30 years. It's it's pretty awesome. You can't go back in time and you, know, you meet somebody new today, I mean it's going to take you three or four decades to get to that same place that you are with people that you are today if you're obviously you know, the age I am or older. You know that in our business world, it's a cutthroat business and I'm having an impossible time showing any emotions or sensitivity to a woman. Anger and aggression, yes. Well, that's one of the things that network chiropractic care will help you with. It will chill you out. You'll still feel anger and you'll still experience it and you'll still express it. But the key is not to project it onto the other person, which I'd say you're probably – women are doing things that are upsetting to you and irritating to you. And so instead of expressing your anger, you project it onto them. And obviously that's going to cause a woman to not feel safe and comfortable and become scared of you. Anything else? No. I am great at walking away, telling people to fuck off and being indifferent but that doesn't bode well for a long-term relationship which is what I am wanting now. Trying to show emotions or even texting something like, baby, I really miss you is fucking cringeworthy for me." Well, the only time you're going to text something like that is if she says, hey, it'd be nice if you texted me every – especially if she's doing 100% of calling texting, and pursuing. And she says, how come you never text me? It would be really nice. I do all the work. It would be nice every once in a while if you could say I love you or I was thinking about you. Do something like that once a week. You know, It doesn't mean you got to do it constantly every single fucking day. But if you're just a hard ass all the time, because I, I had a girlfriend that she got really mad and almost broke up with me because I never said I love you. I, was, I hardly ever said it. Even though I did love her and I really did care about her, I was afraid to show it. And it just got to the point where she got tired of it where she threatened to end the relationship. And by my, she was right because I never said it. But it doesn't mean I said constantly all the time, and now I just say it when I feel it because that's my gift. It's my gift to her. I you know, that's what love is. It's about giving something away. It Doesn't mean you need anything in return. Because when you love yourself, you have everything that you need. You don't you're not lacking anything. It's like what Lao Tzu said, when you realize nothing is lacking, the whole world belongs to you. I physically can't stand that text as my inside says that is not what I'm feeling. I think women are feeling that too. My affection is that of a caveman who just beat the shit out of other caveman for his woman and is now ready to mate. I had women complain repeatedly about me being rough in foreplay and lovemaking. My friends and circle of friends know me as the intimidating asshole. My boss jokes about me being in the mob to my clients and my co-workers are often scared of being around me or my presence. Again, something like network chiropractic care would really help you out. Maybe even some therapy and some counseling would help you out because you talk about those things, you've got to feel it to heal it. So those emotions that you're avoiding feeling, it's going to express itself somehow. And If you're stuck in fight-or-flight mode, you're going to be angry and pissed off around everybody and they're going to be able to feel it. They're, you're literally locked into that physiology so you don't know anything else. You can't experience anything else. You're, you're literally hijacked by that state and that physiology. My second question is, how do you handle meeting new women when you are busy? I am busy working, working out, and handling the business. I have no interest in clubbing anymore. I hate weddings. I hate malls. I hate boring activities and general wastes of time. Any help or advice would be appreciated. Well, don't. it's like you notice that he's focusing on all the things that he doesn't like. I don't like this. I don't like what, – what do you like? Focus on doing the things that you do like because part of this is a story, well, I don't like clubbing. I don't like weddings. I don't like malls. I hate boring activities. and Therefore, I don't do anything for fun. I just work all the time. So the idea is that when you're not working, go do something that you would enjoy. Maybe that's going to the gym. Maybe that's going to a meditation retreat. And like I said, I, I meet women at network chiropractic retreats. I meet women in Whole Foods. You know, I don't go to bars and nightclubs anymore. I did it when I was younger. I just do things that are, are of interest to me, that are uh, appealing to me. I go to the, I go to the gym, or I go eat at a nice kind of restaurant that serves good, healthy food or a good quality meal. I don't ever go out with the intention to meet anybody. I go out with the intention to enjoy my life, and if I meet somebody as a side effect to that, then great. But you got to participate in life because if you just say I don't like this and I don't like that and I don't want to go to the malls and practice things that you teach, Corey, but I want to meet new women, it's like well, now you're again, you're telling me all the things that you don't want to do. Well, you got to take action in order to get to where you want to be. So go do things that you enjoy, that you have a passion about, that you believe in. And you got to practice the things that are in my book. You got to read the book 10 to 15 times and get out there and apply it. It's the only way you're going to get better and smooth over your rough edges because if you're not interacting with other women – and you're not asking women out on a date and you're not going out on dates. How can you possibly expect your skills to get any better? How can you possibly expect to smooth over your rough edges? It's not going to happen, man. So by doing those things, network chiropractic care. If you've got a decent doctor who's level three certified in your area, you can go to wiseworldseminars.com and see if there's somebody in your country or your, or your city that is level three certified They can do network chiropractic. It's one of the most life changing things you can do. Especially you, I would say you're definitely, because the environment you grew up in, you're probably stuck in a really stressed state. You probably got kind of a hunchback over your your emotional center, which is where your rib cage comes together in that V pattern. Because that's the pattern I used to have. I used to have like a, a big lump in my back, in the center of my back, because it was kind of hunched over there, because I was always disconnected from my emotional center. And once that, op- I opened open that up by going to network care and getting all those adjustments it felt easier i felt more connected to my emotions and i didn't feel so worried about expressing myself i expressed myself i didn't give a shit what other people thought but i wasn't angry and pissed off all the time even though at times i do get angry and i do get pissed off i just don't project it on to other people but again you got to get out there and participate in life so make a list of things that you love and you enjoy doing And go do those things because, again, you focusing on the things that you don't like, it's not going to help you. It's not going to change your situation. Obviously, the approach that you're taking in your personal life ain't working for you. If it was working for you, you wouldn't have reached out to me in the first place. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the Products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you.